Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. A quick baseballs and boring on the go on the day that Alex Verdugo and Alec Manoa are set to face off with one another, just sort of reflecting on Verdugo's appearance on baseballs and boring. To go back to that time in early April when he made the comments, which I'm about to play uh, so we can react to a little bit. But just to give you some perspective of what's going on, because a lot of people have been asking me, I've been on different shows asking, asking about the Verdugo comments, asking about what, what do I think is going to happen with Verdugo and Manoa, so forth and so on. So if you go back and listen to that podcast in early April, baseball isn't boring, you'll hear that it was Andrew McCutcheon and Alex Verdugo back-to-back, and the topic was showing emotion in baseball. And you listen to the Verdugo interview, and it goes it doesn't go that long. It goes about six minutes. But Verdugo talks a lot about how the passion of baseball, the passion of the WBC is coming forth in this day and age of baseball, which is exactly right. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Verdugo was because he's coming off the WBC. And as I pointed out, that very first game of the season, I see him get on third and showing this sort of emotion, which sort of was next level. 
And so when you listen to the interview, obviously at the end of it, the talks about Manoa is sort of unprompted and you want to use Manoa as an example of, as he said, the, how he feels uh, isn't done the right way. So today, a uh, story comes out in the Mass Live. Good job by Chris Cotillo of Mass Live going up and sort of advancing it from Verdugo's side of things. And this is what Verdugo told Cotillo. I think for me, it's just another game. I regret saying what I did, at least to the media. The media obviously being us, baseballs and boring. We are the media, I guess. Uh, continuing, because it's something that I think should have just been said man to man, said to just to him. I feel it. At some point now, I would like to have a conversation with him. I'd like to talk to him, just me and him, kind of clear out some air, just be professional about it. Obviously, he's one of those guys who's a good pitcher, and he carries a chip on his shoulder. We're just going to see what happens. For me, it's not going to be up there and try to get emotional with it. All right, so uh, let me, before we go on any further, let me play the entire Alex Verdugo interview and then I will loop back with uh, Alex Cora was on WEI talking a little bit about it today. So I'll play that as well. So first, I'm here for Dugo. Just give you some sort of context. It's just one of those things that the WBC, like it, it just, I don't know, it kind of like makes it like just makes it emotional. You know what I mean? It makes it like where you could celebrate these things. And I feel like in baseball. Um, at least in the past, it's been a lot of, uh, you know, like, hey, you got to be professional or, or be humble or, or, you know, just like act like you've been there before, kind of. But it's like at the same time, I feel like everybody should understand, like, how hard it is to play in the big leagues, how hard it is to get a hit, how hard it is to even do something good. Mm. And it's like, you know, let's, let's still remember, like, like we're, do, we're, we're still playing a hard game. Like, let's still celebrate. Even if you're down fucking five six runs like still celebrate you know what i mean because at the end of the day like that's what gets the motive like that's what gets the guys going that's what gets some energy like um i think we did it what was it the second game where we came back and i think it was seven to one yeah something like that yeah, yeah. and uh well you hit the home run and like okay yeah let's i hit go. the home run and, and i believe it was seven to three after that yeah. and it was like yeah we're down by a lot but i mean it didn't stop me from showing emotion it didn't stop me from being like you know let's go and i think that's something that um you know with offenses nowadays it's just you can put up five six runs in an inning easily mm-hmm. and it's like you don't ever really feel like you're too far out even if the scoreboard says like like a big uh, difference but yeah for me it's just you know like your best uh, carrying over that emotion just you know i'm just excited and i love playing this game and you know just like this is one of those years man that i, I just I feel good and i just you know want to bring it and set a tone and you know, just kind of bring that excitement back. The, so the WBC is, is was sort of like you said. Like we all know that we like emotion. We all know that that. But there's always a hesitation. But then you have the WBC where a guy scores a run in the fourth inning, and everyone comes out right. Yeah. And I would like, and I've talked to I talked to Stroman about this. I talked to other guys about it. Like the hope is that it carries over. Yep. And that's so like, do do you sense that that maybe maybe maybe. That, that will be something that happens like yeah i think you know obviously you can't be as as intense as the wbc because that's like that was like a two-week thing and it felt like you know once i was done it was like you're exhausted you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. like a lot of emotions <laughs> yeah. like at the it's like playing like 
World Series baseball, like for all, like the entire year, and yeah. like that would just be impossible. Um, but I think, like, I think you know, like having very, like you know, variants of it where it's like, hey, throughout the year, you know, showing it, like you know, you don't need to always come out of the dugout. And right. Like, oh, like, well, that's what Cora was saying. So he's waiting for that first time in the regular season when everyone yeah. rolls out. But I mean, I don't know if it's going to get to that level. Maybe in the playoffs, I don't know. Yeah, but, playoffs, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah. I mean, that's all. I mean, wild card game. I mean, games in September that means something yeah. and and you know you're fighting for a spot like yeah that's all understandable but I think for me it's just more of uh, you know showing emotions and then like you know just you know having your thing each guy has their own celebration yeah. me I don't really know what I'm gonna do it just kind of comes out well that you can see that when you get on third yeah I mean, like that was to me that was genuine that yeah. was like that's what I thought of I said and you know I know that you celebrate before but to me, that seemed like okay, you know. Let's yeah, go. exactly. And yeah. I think as long as it's natural and like you don't really, because you don't need to, to you know, have a celebration or already have one in mind. It's like you know, go out there, handle your business, and whatever happens, like let the game like tell you. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, you know, showing emotions, getting fired up after a strikeout, getting fired up after a defensive play, after a, a key walk. You know what I mean? In a certain spot, like these things are, they should be celebrated in a certain extent. Last thing, do you think there's an acceptance in baseball for this stuff? Yeah, you know, like even more so, even like than last year, certainly yeah. more than the year before and everything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, growing up uh, when I was in the minors, so like around 14, 15, um, you know, those were like it was pretty. I frowned upon to yeah. show emotions, yeah. and that's where I said like a lot of the older heads were veterans and guys were all like act like you've been here this that you know and it's like at the end of the day you know i don't need to act like i've been here for 5 10 15 years or or been here for one year at the end of the day i I love playing this game and i genuinely get excited Mm -hmm. and it's like you know what emotions are good in 162 plus uh, game season you need emotions you need it it gets the other guys fired up whether they're laughing having a good time whether they're getting hyped up too it's just it's good to show emotions and you know you want to show these kids too it's like you know this is how you do it now with the whole staring down people and bat like throwing your bat crazy and you know like i said staring down a pitcher or a pitcher staring at you and looking at you and saying some shit like it's a little bit different yeah you, know, you start going into like you crossing over into the disrespectful and like the, i don't really play like that i don't like that shit um you know that's when i start having a little bit of problems with it it's like you know, like, hey, you want to pimp shit? You want to look at the ball and do whatever you want? Skip, hop, jump. Like, look at the ball. Like, there's no reason right. to stare at the pitcher and be like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. And then vice versa with the pitcher striking out a hitter. Like, you want to get fired up? Like, look at your dugout. Like, let's go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't need to look at me at the plate and, like, be like, like you know, fuck you. Like, let's yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't. It's just... You won that. You won that scenario. You did, and you know, like I think that's when you start getting a little bit muddy. Mm. But if it's a genuine reaction and it's for the boys, not again, like not directed towards somebody, then yeah. Like I'll say it right now. I think Alec Manoa goes about it the wrong way. Uh, you know what I mean? hundred percent. I think he does. You can find videos, footage of him in the AAA of AAA going like this to uh, hitters. Yeah. You know what I mean? He last year telling. Uh, Frenchie and Bobby like like uh, go sit and yeah. shit like that and it's just like and looking right at him yeah. so it's like you know shit like that like that shit just pisses me off and like I said it's not it's not it's not the way it should be played it should be played like you're celebrating it with your team you're not fucking you're not disrespecting another player who's you know at the end of the day just we're just trying to compete man that's right. it right. 
Okay, so as you heard, the Alex Verdugo clearly had this on his mind, clearly wanted to get his point across about Manoa. Um, so Cora was on WEI Weekly Appearance, and you listen to him a little bit, and he's f- sort of focusing the whole thing on one incident last year where Manoa's yelling at Bobby Dahlbeck, yelling at Frenchie Cordero. And I, I don't... And I get where Alex is coming from in this respect. Well, first off, let's listen to Alex Cora, what he said on WEI. Alex, I know that Alex Verdugo had some comments about Alec Manoa in terms of him peacocking it on the mound a little bit, staring guys down. What did you make of the comments that Verdugo said a while back? I know he wants to clear the air with Alec Manoa, but is that a thing that guys in the box and guys on other teams think about if you have a perceived dink on the mound? Uh, I think it, it, it was uh, it was two at-bats last year that uh, Manoa struck out Franchi and Bobby last year, and he screamed at them, and that's when, you know, people took exception. But uh, we understand how he works. We understand how he works, you know, in, on the mound, and he's really good. And uh, he, he pitches with a chip on his shoulder, and he's very emotional. But I think it was more about those two at-bats, you know. It was um, in the middle of summer, and uh, I think he struck out Frenchie and Bobby back-to-back with bases loaded in the fifth inning, and he screamed at them. So you know, I think people are making a, a bigger deal. I know Alex uh, went public with it or – you know, in some podcasts, but uh, from our end, he's a tough customer, man. He's a big bully out there, and uh, he, he's he been good against us uh, throughout the years, you know, so hopefully today we can get to him. So, Alex, I know you said people take exception to it. Do you take ex- exception to it? Um, I don't like, I mean, I, I don't care about the celebrations, to be honest with you. I, I think I'm all in for that. I, I think it's, it makes baseball fun. You saw it on the WBC you see it in the playoffs. You know, I had conversations with guys that played in the in the World Classic, and they loved the fact that teams, after a home run, there was friends to the to the to the plate to to greet their teammates. You know, um, you know the whole going back and forth and screaming at each other. Uh, I, I don't I don't buy that. You know, I think you celebrate your thing and uh, and you move on. You know, like uh, you do your thing and you celebrate your accomplishments. You know, if you struck somebody out or you hit a homer. You hit a big double. Uh, you saw all that the other day in his first big league homer, man. It, it was like game six of the World Series, and we love it, you know. And we live in an era now that uh, Wrigley Field, Dodger Stadium, Yankee Stadium, Fenway Park, when you hit a home run, you know, there's a light show, you know. So we have to kind of like move on, accept this. And uh, I think the fans, they love it, you know. And I think the players, uh, the the vast majority of them, uh, you know, they they don't care about it. They they actually enjoy it. So I get where Alex is coming from. There's a lot of Alexes here, or Alex and Alec. Uh, I get where I get where Cora is coming from when he says, "Well, this is an isolated thing about what happened with Dahlbeck, what happened with Franchi." But you know, I I go back. There's been other incidents with Manoa with the Red Sox and it's just been chirping obviously but uh, this is more than just that I mean that was that was one incident 
and clearly it was out there for everybody to see. I thought that was really interesting. It's sort of what lent itself to what we were talking about with the original podcast with McCutcheon Verdugo of what Cora talked about when it came to showing emotion in baseball. That's what we were getting at initially, and then sort of Verdugo threw in the Manoa thing. But, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen, but just to give you some context in synopsis, at that point of the interview, Alex Verdugo clearly, clearly, clearly uh, had took issue with a lot of uh, the way that Alec Manoa went about it. He said as much. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, and Verdugo is coming back on the comments a little bit. As he said, you know, he wants to talk to Manoa at some point. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. But the overall point is... Emotion in baseball, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. All right, there you go. Baseball isn't boring on the go. We're going to keep them coming. Subscribe, rate, review, listen. T-shirts, book, the whole deal. Okay, we'll see you later. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.